Warning. This case discusses graphic and gruesome horrendous acts, as well as quotes from the killer that may be hard to stomach. Listener discretion is advised. Richard Ramirez. When people hear the name, stomachs churn and fear is instilled. This terrifying case will make your skin crawl and create a feeling of unrest. So who is the Night Stalker and how did he begin? Known as the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez terrorized residents of the Los Angeles and San Francisco area in the 80s. Ramirez killed, raped, and stole from countless victims. The terror of his crimes made him one of the most infamous criminals in history. Ramirez was born in El Paso, Texas in the 60s to a family with five children. His father was prone to fits of rage where he physically abused Ramirez. Ramirez was fascinated by death and rape from a young age of 12 as he was shown pictures of decapitated heads, rape victims, and told war stories from his cousin, a Vietnam War vet. After moving away from his home to escape his father's abuse, he moved in with his sister and her husband, Roberto. Roberto would take Ramirez on ventures during the nighttime to stalk people. During this time, he also became involved with LSD and Satanism. As an adolescent, His fascination with rape and bondage grew, and he was even fired from his first job when an employee saw Ramirez trying to rape his wife. There were no charges filed, however, because the husband brutally beat Ramirez and declined to testify against him. Soon after, Ramirez dropped out of high school in ninth grade, and at 22, he moved to California. His first victim was a nine-year-old, who he raped, beat, and stabbed to death before hanging her body from a pipe. Soon after, Ramirez killed 79-year-old Jenny Van Cow by stabbing and almost decapitating her. The next year, 22-year-old Maria Hernandez was shot in the face, however, she survived the attack as the bullet ricocheted off her keys she used to protect herself. After hearing the gunfire, Hernandez's roommate attempted to duck behind the counter, but was shot and killed. The same day, Ramirez shot and killed another woman in her car. Ten days later, Ramirez struck again, this time burglarizing the household and taking the wives of the couple staying there. The wives' eyeballs were taken out post-mortem, and he took them with him as well as a jewelry box. This case was where the police realized that there was a serial killer at large. Ramirez also took the lives of disabled victims. The first was raped and her husband was shot and killed, and the second was bludgeoned and shocked with an electrical cord. After raping the women, he drew pentagrams on the walls with the victim's lipstick. The women were found two days later, but in comatose. The very next day, he raped and attempted to kill Carol Kyle and her 11-year-old son. Ramirez killed and raped many other victims as well. However, these were the beginning ones in order to show you that no matter the age, ability, or sex, Ramirez killed whoever he could. There was a plethora of evidence left behind to convict Ramirez of many murders. 
In many instances, Ramirez's main downfall was the footprints and fingerprints he left at the scene. In almost every crime scene, there was enough evidence to convict Ramirez, however, it was very difficult to track him down. Since he was constantly on the run, the police looked towards the people to help capture him. Ramirez was captured on August 30, 1985. Unknowingly to him, he became the top story and people began to identify him as he went to visit his brother. When he realized people began to recognize him, he sprinted toward the highway and attempted to hijack a woman, but was chased away by bystanders. Eventually, a resident struck him over the head with a metal bar during the pursuit and the group held him down and relentlessly beat him until authorities showed up. During his trial, Ramirez drew a pentagram on his hand, raised it, and yelled, Hail Satan, and was overheard threatening to kill one of the employees with a gun he smuggled in. Ramirez was convicted of 13 counts of murder, 5 attempted murders, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. He was sentenced to death in California's gas chamber, where he told reporters, quote, Big deal, death always went with the territory, seeing you in Disneyland. The trial was the most expensive one in California history, costing $1.8 million until surpassed by the O.J. Simpson case. In prison, Ramirez had many admirers writing him letters and paying him visits. Corrine Loy married him in prison and threatened to commit suicide when Ramirez was killed. Eventually, Loy left Ramirez. However, before his death, he remarried a writer. Ramirez died in a California hospital due to complications of secondary B-cell lymphoma cancer, as well as chronic substance abuse and hepatitis C. He was on death row for more than 23 years. The gruesome case captures people's minds, and many films were made based off his life and killings. The case also brought up conversations of mental health and nature versus nurture. If Ramirez didn't have such a terrible childhood, would he have became a killer? We will never know, but what we do know is that Ramirez was a sick person who affected the lives of everyone he came across for the worse.